Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey guys, how are you? I am so excited to be back for season two. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah. Doop, 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 yeah. Okay, I'm over here doing a little jiggadoo in my chair, child, because I'm so happy to be back with you guys. It's been a long time coming, right? Like, oh my gosh, oh, it felt like it. Like, uh, but. You know, when we left in December, it was 2022. We are in 2023, y'all. But when we left in December, you know, I thought it was just only going to be like a two-week break. And I was going to come back strong in the new year. And God just had other plans. But isn't God good, y'all? Because it's amazing when we just abide in the Father. When we choose to listen and be obedient. When he says, wait. I mean, that's a whole word right there, but that's not even today's word. Or it might be part of it. Who knows? Because today, y'all, we are starting a new series, and it's called It's Not Personal, It's Spiritual. Ooh! Yes, y'all, we are getting into it. It's not personal, it's spiritual. And so we are going to dive into that. But first, and I'm going to tell y'all some more about what, you know, has been going on with me. But first, let's get into a prayer because, you know, we can't go that far without giving glory, honor, and praise to the Father. So, let us pray. Spirit of the living God, we come to right now. I just want to say thank you for allowing us this day, our daily bread. Thank you that as we um, breathe right now, we are breathing in new life and exhaling the old. Thank you, Father God, that you allow us to breathe. Each and every day, even if one of my brothers or sisters are on here listening and they're like, well, I have a, a breathing tube. That's okay. It's okay that you may have oxygen that you use to breathe. But the breath of life comes from the Father. And so if you are still here today, he is allowing you to listen. So we thank you, Father, for the breath of life that comes from you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, that you give us what we need each and every day. We may not have everything we want, but we thank you, God, that we have everything we need. Stir up the faith in the hearts of my brothers and my sisters that are listening. Help them to heed your instructions and your warnings. To pay attention to red flags if we're going the wrong way. God, grow new fruit in our lives. Spill new seed in our hearts. Let it fall on good ground and produce good fruit. So that we may see you do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. According to the power working in us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you work in us. And if there's any of my brothers and my sisters that are listening today, Father God, that may not have you your Holy Spirit residing in them, or they may feel like, I don't really know the voice of the Holy Spirit. Lord, may you speak and make it so clear and so plain to them that you hear them, that you see them, that you know them by name. 
Help them to identify your voice and not the voice of the enemy. Give them discernment, Heavenly Father, so that they may hear you, understand, and be able to say, "Mm, Thank you, Jesus. I know the voice of the Father. I've heard my Lord speak. God, be with me right now as I deliver this message of hope, of encouragement, of healing, of strength, and (laughs) of revival, okay? In Jesus' name we pray. Get the glory, Lord. Honor and praise me. I be decreased so you may be increased. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. That's the first prayer I'm praying with you guys for the year. So thank you, Jesus, that we got through that. You know, I know some of y'all may be like, girl, could you wrap this up? But listen, okay, if you hear, some of y'all needed that prayer today. I don't know what you was facing, but you know what you was facing and God know what you was facing. So you said, ooh, thank you, Jesus, for this prayer because you needed it. Today, I wanted to talk about it's not personal, it's spiritual. And like I said, it's part of a series I'm doing that God placed in my heart to do and, um, And this series actually kind of piggybacks off of what we talked about in the last season. If you've been following the podcast since the very beginning, thank you for my day ones. Thank y'all for my loyal ones, okay? Come on, y'all been on this journey because you like, listen, I'm trying to get healed. I'm trying to be whole. I'm trying to be transformed. I'm trying to be revived into the best version of myself. So I'm grateful for you guys that have been here since day one on this journey with me. Come on, somebody. We're going to get healed today in the name of Jesus. We're going to be whole. Okay. We're going to have some healthy relationships. Why? Because as I taught in the last season, we know ourselves. We love ourselves. And then we're going to love others well. We're going to be able to do relationships better. And I'm not just talking about relationships between a, a significant other. I'm talking about relationships with our family, with our friends, with coworkers or employees. We are going to be able to do all relationships better because we know ourselves and we love ourselves. That's why God had me start that series last season in the first season. We had to get through that first so that we can then jump on in into today's episode, today's series begins with it's not personal it's spiritual now how many times have you been around somebody and maybe you said something and they were like or or somebody said something to you and it was like it ain't personal boo it's just business well baby i'm saying it's not personal it's spiritual because the business we talk about today is spiritual okay so it ain't personal boo it's spiritual Okay, we're going to break that thing down as we go throughout the days and weeks to come because God just stirred on me a couple of things he had to say. And so, y'all know, I'm just here to be a vessel. I'm just here to do my father's will, my father's business. That's why I said it ain't personal, boo. It's spiritual. I may say some things that may you may feel offended. It ain't personal, boo. It's spiritual. And why you may feel offended is because God is saying on your heart, yeah, see that right there that she said that touched a little nerve inside you that said, Ooh, is this chick in my house or something? Is she sitting in my car? Cause how does she know to say that? Cause God said, I know. And I told her to say that so that you would be able to understand. I see you, boo. I know you by name. I need you to change that. I need you to work on that area. I need you to get free from that. I need you to heal from that. So like I said, y'all, it ain't, say it with me, okay? It ain't personal. It's spiritual, okay? All right. So the part one I want to talk about is prerequisites for purpose. When it comes to 
purpose you know I, and if you've been in church or maybe you stream some things online or heck like I said been following me you've heard me talk about purpose a lot purpose is your your divine calling from the father it's something that is unique and innately in you that only you can do and the father has equipped and allowed you to do it and that may not tie into your job because some of you may be working a job that's just something that you feel like pays the bills. But if you realize you're not satisfied in that, that's where purpose comes into play. Because purpose is something that will satisfy you. Not just satisfy you in terms of finances or in terms of, you know, a feeling of accomplishment. But it satisfies that inner man, that spirit man that says, I feel fulfilled. That's why you see people today, maybe some of you even know somebody at one point in time and they may be past the stage that could do something for free. And you'd be like, how are you just doing that for free? And that's because it's, it's, it's not personal or spiritual for them. It's the, it's the business side of the spirit realm, so to speak, not the natural realm. So for them, I can do it for free because I love what I do. I enjoy it. And then as they seek that and continue to do that, God will provide the resources they need. God will provide the funds that they need and whatever they need. Everything will be taken care of. Why? Because they're operating in their purpose. And so if you're listening today and you're like, well, I'm not in my purpose, Andrea. That's all right. Don't worry. God still has a purpose for you. It is your job to tap into the Holy Spirit to say, what is my purpose? Help me to identify it. And I know one of the things that helped, that helped me identify my purpose, like I said, was what was something that I just enjoyed doing? I could do it for free. I could do it in my sleep. I could do it without thinking. And that was encouraging people. That was being a helper. I like to say, you know, because there's different layers of encouragement. For me, I've always been the type of person that loves helping people. Whatever you need help with, I'm a help. As a little girl, anybody that knows me know, like, I've been the nurse in the family, so to speak. <laughs> you know, any of the elders need assistance, call me. I'm the person that come nurse you. I'm the person that comes help you. I'm the person, if you cook in a big meal for the family, like my Nana, my great-grandmother, who we lovingly call Nana, used to do. Like, I'm, I'm the first one there. I'm, I'm there helping and cutting. Even as, as young as I could probably think, maybe like eight, nine years old. I'm the helper in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm the helper, whatever you need. You know, any family members that had children needed babysitters, I'm the helper. <laughs> you know, so I've, that was natural for me to help and assist. And then another thing that was natural for me was storytelling. I loved writing. Since I can remember when I learned how to write, there was a pen and a notepad in my hand. And then when computers came along, whoosh, ah, thank you, Jesus, for computers. Because it made it a whole lot easier to just go and, uh, you know, type whatever I was feeling or thinking. But I was always writing a story. I was always creating and cultivating stories in my mind. I can always um, give you information in a story form. And I used to have people, and some of you may have had the same experience, not just about what I'm saying, but about something else where you might have been teased about it. Because I used to get teased about it. I had people be like, girl, could you just say what you got to say about telling me the whole story? Like, just give me the facts. I'm sorry, I can't. That ain't how I'm wired, okay? I got to give you the whole story. Because for me, it was always about painting a picture as if you were there. 
as if you were physically right there in that room, in that scenario, in that scene, so that you can visualize it in your mind. So I couldn't just give you the facts. If you said, okay, how do I get from point A to point B? I can't just say, go there and go there and that's it. No, I got to give you the in-between facts, baby. I got to give you the whole story. So that when you do get to point B, not only did you have the scenery along the way, but then you hit the point B and you're like, wait a minute, I, I noticed other things I didn't even notice because you pointed out. You didn't just tell me the target was uh right there at that intersection. You saw what else was around that intersection. So then I was able to open my eyes to see, wait a minute, she gave me the directions, but she also told me what I was going to see along the way. And I was teased for that. I mean, people used to tell me, oh my God, it tells you, it takes you a whole story to tell me something. Yup, but that's something God placed in me. It was tied to my purpose. I'm here today giving you guys a podcast because God had that already in me. It started as a kid growing up, but he says in Jeremiah 1, 5, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I set you apart. Now, when he says it to Jeremiah, it's to set Jeremiah apart to be a prophet to the nations. But everybody's not called to be a prophet. And so you could take that scripture and say, well, how does it apply to my life? God knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. He set you apart to do something that only you can do. You are unique, qualified, and innate to do what he has called you to do. That thing that you keep abandoning, that thing that you feel like is just a hobby that you enjoy doing, you love doing it, but it may not be bringing in money. It's not bringing money right now, but God has it. It's calling, even as I'm saying to you right now, it's calling on you. That thing keeps popping into your mind. You know what it is. Now, I may not know you personally, but you know what it is that God is telling you to do. God's been calling you to do. You do it so easy. You can do it in your sleep. And God is saying, I know because I have always assigned you to do that. The problem is society and culture has taught you to focus on money. And so you spend so much time focusing on money that you're missing the mark. You're missing the mark of opportunity that God has placed inside of you. All you need to succeed is already inside of you. It's not external. You know, some of the things that... uh that you that's tied to your purpose that you're um called or qualified to do you may not even need a degree to do it i mean come on somebody how many people have we heard that are inventors that um created something that they just was kind of playing around with and then just so happened to like oops you know they, they come up with an oops opportunity oops it wasn't an oops. God already placed that in you. He just needed you to be thirsty enough for what that was and not thirsting for the external things. It says in Matthew 6.33 to seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously and everything else will be added unto you. When you seek God first, he allows you to tap into your assignment, to tap into your purpose. When you do that, then he says, okay, now... Now I can have you live in the way I'm telling you to live, which is to operate in that purpose. Now you're equipped. You're ready. You've been seeking me. You've been spending time with me. You've been praying to me. You've been showing me that you don't need the external things. I'm going to give that to you anyway, because again, there's a mathematics to this, this scripture that Jesus gives us. Seek first the kingdom is number one. Live righteousness is number two. 
And then it equals everything adding unto you. But you got to do the first step first and then get to the second step. You can't take away a part of that equation and still get the end result. It doesn't work. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first Jesus. Seek first God. Pray. Study. Meditate on his word day and night. For yourself. People think the, that reading the Bible is, is so that you can know the scriptures on Sunday. No, baby. It's so that you can establish a personal relationship with the Father for yourself. To study and show thyself approved. Is what the word says. In Thessalonians. It's up to you to do the work. Study God's word. Pray to the Father. And not just pray because you want something real quick. You want something good. You want an opportunity to come and then and then that's it. You know, it's, I've said before, if God is like a relationship, like your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or your spouse, and you only talk to him once a year, do you really have a relationship? You only talk to him once a week. Is that really a deep relationship? Do you feel like you can trust that person with your innermost darkest secrets because you talk to them once a week or you talk to them once a year? No, come on. You didn't really establish a closeness. There's a reason why people call people best friends. Because you talk to them all the time, you see them all the time, you fellowship with them all the time. They have shown themselves to be trustworthy. They have shown themselves approved because they have studied your life. They have been consistent and committed to doing life with you. God is saying the same thing. This is a prerequisite of purpose. You have got to seek my face. You have got to spend time with the Father. You have got to make it a priority. To hear and, and from him and to be guided by him. Then when you do that, he gives you the steps you have to take. That's the living righteously part of Matthew 6.33. I'm breaking down that scripture for you guys to make it practical. He gives you the steps you need to take. You sought him first. Now live and wait telling you to live. Go where he tells you to go. Show up and wait tells you to show up. Do and produce whatever he's telling you to produce. That thing that you have been wanting to do that has been tied to that is your purpose. You may feel like, but it's not making me money. So I'm going to just label it a hobby. The enemy wants you to call it a hobby because he knows that it's your purpose. That's why culture says it's hobbies. No, baby. We come from a creator. Therefore, we are created in his image to be creators. That means that that what society or culture calls you being creative, God says that's your purpose. I already put that in you. So you may love cooking. You're like, oh, but this is something I do on the side and it's a hobby. And even though, you know, a lot of people like me to bake stuff for them and they love how my food tastes and whatnot. You know, it's a hobby, but I'm just going to go work as a banker. Are you happy as a banker? Probably not. I'm going to just go work as a janitor because it pays the bills. I'm going to go do this because it pays the bills, even though I really love. I mean, even if somebody ain't paying me, I will bake you something. I will cook you something. I will um, drive you around somewhere. I, I will, you know, plan your birthday party or your wedding because this is just what I love to do. I will go shopping for you and style an outfit for you because this is just what I love to do. But I'm going to go back to this job because it pays the bills. God says, but if you stop tiptoeing in what you're calling a hobby and I know is your purpose and you get inside of that and then you 
in a sense, consecrate it, give it to the Father, and say, I'm going to do this for you, for your glory, God. He says, I will give you everything you need. I will pay your bills for you. I will provide for you and your children. I will make sure, if you have children, I will make sure that you have everything you need. But it's about tapping into the Father first, and then living in the way he tells you to live. One of the things, if you if you um, have been following me for some time, I give a lot of content away freely. Even though, yes, God called me to be a storyteller. Even though God called me to use my voice in this gift that he's given me. And the voice doesn't just mean audibly. It can or orally. It can also be me writing something. But I give it freely. Why? Because God says, do so. I'll give you everything else. I'll provide everything else. There will be opportunities to come that won't be free. And I'm working on some things now that's like, y'all got to pay for it. But, you know, but right now you've been getting a lot of stuff from me free. You've been getting these like good nuggets, child, from me free of charge. Why? Because it's not about the money. I'm operating in my purpose. I love, absolutely love what I do. Wouldn't trade it for the world. I honestly wouldn't. There's a story in in the Bible uh, about Nehemiah, and he's building a wall, and the king gives him all the resources he needs. Now, as he's building the wall, technically speaking, he's not getting that daily check that he was used to, because if you follow the story of Nehemiah, at the beginning he worked for the king directly. I believe he was the king's cupbearer. Um, or armor bear. I'm not, I'm not, uh, entirely sure on that, but go read the Bible child. You'll get the specific details, <laughs> but Nehemiah was working directly with the King. He was loyal to the King. The King loved the service that he provided, but there was something stirring on Nehemiah's heart and that something was building the wall. He saw that Jerusalem's walls were destroyed. So basically like put it in modern terms, let's say um, he saw his hometown was suffering from um, destruction. And because the hometown was suffering from destruction, was suffering from the lack of leadership, um, was suffering from the walls that protected them, it allowed violence to just run rampart all over the town of Jerusalem at that time. And it broke his heart. It wearied him every day. He couldn't understand, like, why is this bothering me so much? I'm so sick and tired of seeing this violence. I'm so, but I, And I know that if they just rebuild the walls, if they just fortify the structures, if they just build up the people there and the confidence that they need, then the violence will stop. But they just need an opportunity. They just need somebody who believes in them to come and say, I believe in you, and then show them the way. Don't just speak words, but then be about action. And so Nehemiah knew that he sensed that in his heart, and it was a stirring that would not go away. Now, here he is serving the king, so he already has innately in him servanthood. That's something that he could just do with his eyes closed. I can serve easily. I can serve people easily because I'm serving the king right now. And the king loves my work. He's saying it's excellent. But there's something over here that is purpose that I feel that so strongly that I can be of better service. This king has thousands of servants. Those people don't. I can serve that community well if I can just get there. 
And so what happens in the story is the king sees that Nehemiah looks sad. And this is not usual. Nehemiah normally shows up ready to work, ready to serve, happy and, and satisfied. But there's a shift that comes. And all of a sudden, Nehemiah is not satisfied anymore. Nehemiah is not happy anymore because he's not operating a purpose. And so the king says, Nehemiah, what's wrong? And Nehemiah says, it's because the walls aren't built up in my hometown. And I'm just really worried about the people there. They're being attacked and, and bandits are coming and just stirring up, you know, wreaking havoc all over the land. And I'm just really worried. I just feel like if I can just go and rebuild the walls, I think that will help the people. That would keep them safe and that would give them what they need in order to protect themselves. And you know what? Because God ordained it. Because again, it was tied into his purpose. The king said, go ahead. What do you need? I will supply. I'm going to write you a letter. I'll supply you with everything that you need. Finances, resources, building equipment, whatever you need. I'll give it to you. How much time do you need to do that? Go do that. And so Nehemiah went and he went and rebuilt the wall in 52 days why is that number significant because god allowed the speediness of it to come because he was operating in purpose but that didn't mean that there weren't challenges because they were the enemy will always try to attack you when you're operating in purpose he always wants to find a way to knock you off your game to knock you off of what you're doing and so that's what happened with nehemiah there were attacks and people trying to come against him trying to get him to stop the work he was doing they even said nice little things hey come celebrate with us hey come have dinner we cook dinner come have dinner with us but nehemiah had to have discernment again another prerequisite for purpose he had to have discernment to know that that's not my father's business. My father's business is that I seek him first. And as seeking him in his voice. Is telling me to live righteously. To do the work he's calling me to do right now. Woo! This is good job. Y'all ain't catching this. Better catch it now. Okay? He's telling me to do the work. So I can't come to dinner. I can't come hang out with you. I can't come to see about what you want me to be about. Because I know that's the enemy is attack. It may not seem like the enemy. It may not be dressed up as the enemy. Because it's like, oh, it's just a meal. But what is that going to require of me? I said about the cost of discipleship before. And the cost of purpose before. And season one. So you got to go back and listen to those episodes if you missed them. But there's a cost. Your, your yes is expensive. And so if you're saying yes to your purpose, you got to say no to some other things. And yes, they may seem good, but are they God? I talk about that as well, too. Is it a good thing or a God thing? It's good to go share a meal with friends or go share a meal with family or and whatnot. Or go hang out with some people you never met before. Maybe you can network. That may sound good, but is it God? Is God telling you to go do that? Or is God telling you to stand, to stay, be still, continue working on what I've called you to do, continue to give that assignment, continue to give freely, continue to work on that thing? Yes, God, it ain't it ain't producing money right now. God's saying, that's all right, continue working. Because what you're not seeing is God is working out your finances. He has plans for you. He's working things out so that people will, will come and invest and divulge resources that you will need. But right now, what he's called you to do is not requiring you to um, have the money. You may think it is. When I first started 
um, this, this whole ministry, I thought that I needed all these other things. And God kept telling me what you have in your hand is enough. It's the same thing he quoted to Moses, uh, back in Exodus. When Exodus felt like he needed like all these things in order to um, rescue the people from Israel. And God said to him, what you have in your hand is enough. And all he had in his hand was a staff. And yet God used that staff for his glory to deliver those people. And many times if you go and study your word through Exodus and Leviticus, the staff was used constantly. To bring forth miracle after miracle after miracle. As the people, the children of Israel were moving to their promised land in Canaan. The land form of milk and honey. That's the land that you want to get to where the money and the resources is flowing. And you just got, you know, uh, bags on bags on bags. Racks on racks on racks. I mean, whatever they say today, child. I don't really be late to the, the modern music. <laughs> but whatever it is of getting that bag. That's where the abundance is, basically. It was in a land that God was leading them. But he's leading you towards that. You just got to be obedient to use what's in your hand. I had to be obedient. And so when I first started, I started with um, blogging. That's something I could do on my in my hand, which was my phone or my computer. It's something that was accessible to me. I had it freely in my home. And I could easily do that. Because that was tied to my purpose of storytelling. Tied to my purpose of encouraging. Tied to my purpose of helping. Of serving. I was able to do it in that way. Until then came God saying, okay, now it's time to teach. And now you're going to get in front of people and teach. And at the time I was like, I don't even know where to go, who to contact or whatever. But God was already orchestrating steps before I even got there. So that the first day I started teaching was actually during the pandemic. People showed up. <laughs> people I didn't even know. And I was like, oh, okay, hi. <laughs> you know, and I was able to do it. Every step of the way, even getting to this point of recording the podcast. And, and there's more projects and things I'm working on. And God has been providing every step of the way. Why? Because I worked the equation. I did the prerequisite for purpose. I sought first his, his, him, his kingdom. I did number two, live righteously. Live in the way he was telling me to live. Part of that living meant that there were things I had to get rid of. There were people I had to let go. Oh, and baby, that's hard. I'm not going to say that's easy. Because there are people in your life right now that you feel like they ride or die. Yeah, 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 you know, like they meant to do this life with you, so you think. And there were people that I was holding on to that I used to have a friend I used to say, I'm yet holding on. That person was even yet holding on to me. Like we was just holding on to each other, and we thought we were meant to do life together. But God knew that there was an end date to that. For everything, there's a season and a time, as it says in Ecclesiastes 3 1. A time for everything under the heavens, under the sun. And so what that means is there comes a time, a point in your life where God says it's time to end that friendship. It's time to end that relationship. Now, if y'all married, this ain't for you. Okay. I ain't talking to married folk. I'm talking about single people right now. But if you're married and you're like, oh, there's a friend. There's, and God's saying it's, it's time to end that. You know, maybe that that's a... A platonic friend, your husband or your wife knows all about them. Y'all all hang out together, whatever. But you realize there's a shift 
And now there's like sudden a discomfort. There's it's like you're walking on eggshells all of a sudden around that person. And, and you want to talk about things that they don't want to talk about no more. Or they don't want to talk about it at all. Like now you're focusing on, on purpose, on Jesus, on God, on your faith. And they ain't trying to hear that. Yeah, it's time to end that thing. Whatever that thing is for you. God says it's time to end. It's time to give up that thing. That's part of living righteously. It's living in the way he tells you. I told you in guys in the first season, adopt it if you say so principle. It means that whatever God tells me to do, I'll do. Whatever, wherever God tells me to go, I'll go. However God tells me to show up, I'm going to show up. Once you do that, live righteously. Then also live righteously means that uh, you give your gift freely. It's going to cost you, but you're going to give it freely. God says, if you give first, I am the biggest giver you have ever seen or witnessed. Because he says in the word, I will do exceedingly, I think, I think it's in Ephesians. I will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. I believe it's Ephesians 4. God says that. So he will give that to you. It's one of the things he talks about in Malachi, I think it's 310. Where he talks about, um, you know... The tithe. And he says test me on this. If you give the first fruit. If you give your best portion. If you give what God is telling you to give. If you test him on that. Watch him do exceedingly abundantly. Above all you could ever ask or think. Watch him do. Um, more. In your life. Watch your finances increase. Once you work this principle. Once you tap into the prerequisites for purpose. Seek first my kingdom. Seek first my face. Spend time with the Father. Grow your spiritual relationship with him one-on-one. This is not about corporal or as we say uh, in church gatherings. This is one-on-one baby. Seek first God. Seek first his kingdom. Live righteously. Live in the way he's telling you to live. And then everything else will be added unto you. Everything you need to build that thing, everything you need to go after that purpose that you keep calling hobby, but it's purpose, everything that you need, God says, I will add it to you once you work the equation. And so I know today ran a little bit long, guys, but hey, listen, I missed you. (laughs) I missed you and I'm back. We are back. Yeah. So I just had so much that I had to say and I I started telling you guys about the story. I didn't really get a chance to go deeper into that as we go on the next couple episodes throughout this week. I will share some more and probably next week as well. I'll share some more with you about just what's been going on with me, you know, and um, and and just my own journey and personal experience. Uh, I went on a sabbatical. I will, you know, leave you guys with that. I did go on a sabbatical. Um, that God had me take at the beginning of the year. So that's why I didn't come back, uh, in January as I thought I would, because God was like, it's time for sabbatical. Like, and I was like, well, wasn't Christmas break enough? And he's like, no, it wasn't enough. It's time for sabbatical. And sabbatical is specific. It's another, um, part of a prerequisite for purpose. And this is kind of like going into the next episode. Um, but I'll leave you with this. When we seek first God and we live in a way he's telling us to live, part of that is going to be rest. It's going to be fasting. It's going to be praying. It's going to be things that seem uncomfortable, things that seem unproductive, things that 
seem like it's not working things that seem like um this doesn't make sense because you know culture tells you to keep going 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 doing 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 you know um rest when you did and god says no i need you to rest when you're alive so that you can produce what i'm telling you and trying to get you to produce you this is a marathon baby you need the strength to run that marathon this ain't no sprint so it's not about going and and then you sleep when you did you rest when you did you'll get replenished when you did no when you did you did <laughs> okay it ain't it ain't no more work to be done but while you're here god says i need you to understand balance i need you to understand rest rest in me that's why he says be still and know that i am god in psalms 46 10 he also says in matthew 11 28-30 come to me all who are weary and carry heavy burdens and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you for i am gentle and the burden i give is light we have to be obedient in that so that when God says take a sabbatical, when God says take a break, when God says take a rest, when God says give up something, when God says fast, let that go. Be obedient to live righteously. Live in the way he's telling you to live. And then everything else will be added unto you. And so I'm going to wrap up with that. That's the last thing I'm going to say. <laughs> it's for the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you. Show you his favor and give you a shalom. Give you his peace. As always, I want to thank you for listening to the Agents of Revival podcast. I'm on um, all social media platforms now, guys, so you can go and find um, the official Agents of Revival on Instagram, on uh, Twitter. I am actually under my name, Andrea Griffin underscore R. And then Facebook is official Agents of Revival or Agents of Revival. I don't remember right now. It's not in front of me. <laughs> but you could definitely go and check us out on all social media platforms as well as you can listen to this podcast wherever podcasts are streaming because we are on all major platforms now. So tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell your aunties and uncles, your older ones that was like, well, I want to listen, but how I listen, baby, whatever they phone, use Google Play, check, Amazon, check youtube check whatever they need check we only a check okay <laughs> uh and so take care god bless and i cannot wait to chat with you guys again you guys see i'm like a ball of energy like i'm trying to go y'all i'm trying to go but you know i'm like oh. but i will talk to you guys again so enjoy god bless and remember always check in with yourself check in with god love yourself first know who you are so that you may love others well it's not personal y'all it's spiritual take care god bless